0: Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi everybody, I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. I want to say thank you to my guest this week, Rosa Santian, for, again, being so open and honest and sharing her life. You know, it's so wild when God put this on my heart to do this podcast for the soul and that it would just simply be people's testimonies. My first thought was, God, who's going to be willing to put out to the world their hurts, their pains, their sufferings? And God said, just do it, BJ. And I am just blown away as person after person after person steps forward and shares their life story. And then obviously the feedback that comes along with it, which is really what this is all about is how much it helped someone else, how much it opened someone else's eyes for others who have reached out that have gone, are going through cancer and has shared, I pray that my story looks that way. But I understand from the testimony that everybody's story looks different. But it encouraged me to be a fighter. I'm just so amazed. Again, the hand of God. You can't make this stuff up, right? If I was writing a movie script, I could not i could not imagine the incredible things that God is doing in our lives. That's why it's so important that we open up our eyes and see it. A lot of the comments this week came from her secondary part of her story, which initially we started out sharing about her cancer, you know, and discovering that you have cancer and how you are going to respond to it. But um, a lot of people talked about having to buckle up and be ready to support your family, even when you're going through a lot yourself. But I was really surprised at how many people reached out about insecurities. So that seems to have really resonated with a lot of our guests, uh, is that... It does not matter who we are, what we're dealing with. We all struggle with insecurities. And for Rosa to have undergone a double mastectomy, to look at herself in the mirror, and then to feel that, oh my gosh, will my husband be attracted to me? We all desire people to love us, to accept us, to want us. And that resonated with so many of the listeners last week. God is saying, there is nothing you can do that will make me turn away from you. I love you. I created you. I know you inside and out. But yet that insecurity lingers with all of us. So I hope and pray that this really encouraged many of our listeners to accept God at face value. When he says, I am not disgusted with you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how long you've turned away from me. I am not disgusted with you. When I look at you, I see beauty because I created you. That's the prayer for all of us. And then personally, as I was listening to it, you know, it's funny, I obviously I do the interviews, but when I go back and I listen to it and I go, God, help me to hear what I need to hear. This is personal for me. What is it that you want BJ to get out of this? And what I took away from it, you know, I've heard the scripture said a gazillion times, uh, God works for the good of those who love him. God works for the good of those who love him. I had to go back and look at that and I went, okay, all things work together for the good of those who love him is what it actually says. So I look at Rosa's story. And all those pieces came together because God was bringing about something that was missing in her life. She said, my husband and I have been together for 31 years. But I guess there's always been a little part of me that wondered, would he still love me if I looked different? God showed her the answer to that question through her double mastectomy. It's not the way we would have wanted God to expose the answer, but look at all things work together for the good of those who love him. And out of that, her husband said, babe, you are beautiful. I look at my life and all my little pieces. I've been going through this week, just looking at all the pieces of BJ's life. Mostly those pieces that I've wanted to bury. I wanted to push them away. The pieces I've hated the most. And God has told me to go back and dig those pieces up because all things work together. And I began to just look at how God has just been a a conductor in my life, orchestrating everything, playing an incredible symphony. You know, <laughs> so many things have happened in life. I'm just going to try to pinpoint one just because this one came to me as I was on my prayer walk this morning. You know, one of the last most last devastating moments, times, in my life. Things tend to happen unexpectedly. <laughs> I'm sure Rosa didn't expect to get the phone call that said cancer. You know, there are so many times I didn't expect To be let go, let laid off from a job, or you know, released from something that you thought, "Wow, I'm doing really great in this department." In one of those situations, life was going smoothly, and out of nowhere, the bottom drops out from underneath you. And if you've been through something like that, you understand that feeling. Your gut sinks. You're like, "Wait, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) That that was a mistake, right, God? Can I just..." press rewind and we go back, and then the reality sinks in. You go, okay, life just took a turn. I didn't expect it. Now what? And for a brief period of time, my family, we found ourselves living out of plastic bags. Up in the room, upstairs, one bedroom of a person's house, my whole family and my little dog in our plastic bags. And I didn't understand. God, how did this happen? How do we get here? I'm not supposed to be in this situation. And I believe it was in that moment that I really pulled the cover up over my head and said, God, I'm done, I've had enough. I've taken enough of these kinds of hits. I've watched my life go through some crazy turns And I'm done now. God was saying, BJ, all things work together. So in my mind, I'm thinking, how in the world is this going to work together with anything? And then God brings me here. And he puts me in this job that I love. I don't even call it a job. It's just a passion that God graciously extended to me. And I'm working with families who literally live underneath the bridges. Their whole livelihood is inside plastic bags and shopping carts. I can look back now. This was my cry as I was walking this morning, going, God, I see it now. I needed to understand where you were taking me. And because I don't have the vision, the advanced vision to see where you're taking me, at the time it felt wrong, it felt mean, it felt unloving and unconcerned. Uh, there's There's a song by Smokey Norfolk that says, God, do you even understand? Do you care? what I'm going through. That's how I felt in those early moments. I was like, God, I am working for you. I am serving to the best of my ability for you. Do you care? Do you understand? Do you care what I'm going through? And I can see now hindsight 2020, the answer was yes but I didn't feel that at the time. I had to go through some things. I had to fight through some things. So when Rosa says, I am a fierce faith fighter, I understand that. I had to fight for my faith. And I mean that literally. I was ready to throw in the towel But God, I'd had it up to here with people. (laughs) I had had it up to here with ministry. Ministry wasn't serving me well. (laughs) I was ready to throw in the towel. But I loved God too much to let go. I loved God too much to let go. I believe when we take these hard hits in life it's God developing the stuff that we're going to need so that when life punches us we won't let go because we're learning probably for some of us for the first time what it is to have a real love for God, the real God, the true God. You see, I think a lot of us serve a church God, and I'm all about church. I'm a church girl. Please don't hear me wrong and shut off the podcast at this moment. I am a church girl, but there is a difference between the one true God and church God. Church God is where we go when, unfortunately, we put on a facade and we put on faces And we clap our hands and we stump our feet and we smile. But behind closed doors, there's so much more going on. That God can't help me when I'm living out of a plastic bag. That God can't help me when I'm dealing with a family that's living underneath a bridge and they have nothing to eat. I have to be able to introduce them to the real God. And I can't do that if I have never met him myself. Bottom line, guys, when I look back on Rosa's story and I couple that with in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. I got to praise God. You know, it's, he's not asking me to understand it. There isn't anything written in stone, anything written in blood, saying, BJ, you only have to do it if you understand it. I wish it worked that way, but obviously it does not. So much of what God does makes absolutely no sense to us in the moment. But hindsight 2020, we look back and we understand that God is so much more brilliant than we could ever be, no matter how smart, how educated, how degreed we might be, we do not compare to the master. And I just think about every detail of my life, whether I like it or not, is not important whether I understand it or not, is not important. What is important is that I believe that in the hands of my God, He will use it and work it together to bring about the good that He has intended. And because of that, I can press on. I can move on. I can work through knowing that this too shall pass. It may be a rough moment now. I didn't stay in plastic bags. the time in which I was in them, nothing felt good. It was nine months, eight months to nine months of my life that I would rather erase. But yet, God had a plan. As I spoke about before, he was looking way down the road at something I did not see coming. So in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. You know, I had a dad come into my office last week, and I've known this family. I've worked with his family for, I don't know, a little over a year, year and a half now. And uh, he had sent me an email and said, Mrs. Foster, can I speak to you? It's kind of personal, but I really would love to grab some time. And I'm like, well, of course, that's what I do. So he came into the office and he sat down and he was a little emotional, which surprised me. We're talking a big, stocky, rough-looking guy. And I just didn't expect it. And he said, I just wanted to, I just felt the need to share with you some things. And I was like, of course. He says, you know, my life has been horrible. I know that I have a reputation, and my reputation isn't very good. He said, but I've worked really hard to clean up my life. And I'm a man of faith. And... I believe that I'm doing the best that I can do to be the man that God has called me to be. And I just wanted you to know that because I know a lot of things have been said about me. And when I walk into the door, I can feel that people don't want to deal with me. But you never make me feel that way. He said, and my children, they always share with me how much you mean to them and how much they feel that you love them. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for caring about my family. Thank you for caring about my kids. And thank you for seeing me for more than what I present when I walk in the door. And he started to tear up as he was sharing this. And I, my heart went out to this man. And I told him, I said, you know, first of all, let me share with you that my husband and I are pastors. I said, and we are obviously people of faith as well. So, but I need you to know, when your kids walk into this door, I don't see all of the garbage that comes along with them. I don't see all of that past history I don't even see the things that you see. I said, all that I see walking into the door are my babies. I'm here to take care of your kids. I'm here to make sure that they go as far as they can possibly go. I said, I wasn't kidding when I told you a year and a half ago, I plan to see your kids, God willing, walk across the stage of graduation. I'm here to make sure they graduate. I'm not here to judge your family. I'm not here to judge your lifestyle. I said, but I, I, let me just share with you this. I said, and I just feel like it's important that you hear it. The fact that you are a single dad willing to take care to the best of his ability, his five kids, you won brownie points with me. The fact that you said, Mrs. Foster, I don't know how to do this, but my kids need me to do this, tells me that there's a love there that God has placed there. And as long as you're trying, I'm trying to help get the best that we can possibly get for these kids. It it was just, guys, it's one of those moments. You had to be there it was powerful it was moving but one of the things that it showed me just bringing it full circle with the story that we listened to the testimony we listened to this past week everyone is concerned about how other people view them here's this man i mean nothing to him My opinion, honestly, should not matter in the least bit. But for some reason, he felt I really need to share with you who I am. I need you to see me beyond my mess. I'm trying. I care. I love my kids. He needed me to see him. It mattered to him how I viewed him. So it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, guys, if we live under a bridge, if we live in a mansion. We're all insecure about something. And God is trying to take that insecurity and build it into a confidence that we don't have to make believe. We don't have to put it on. We don't have to dress it up. It is just there because God has placed it there. If we can tap into that confidence, we can conquer the world. But we all have it. We all have the insecurity that, I wonder if my husband is going to be attracted to me when this is all over. I wonder if my spouse will still love me after 50 years and I don't look as young and beautiful as I used to. I wonder if my wife will stay with me if I lose my job and I can't provide the way I used to. We're all struggling with that kind of deep, deep insecurity. And God is saying, hand it to me. Let me heal that painful place that you keep trying to stuff other things into to make you feel better. When I told him, I'm not here to judge you, tears started to roll down his eyes. I simply shared, bro, I've been there myself. Who am I to cast a stone in your direction? God is calling me to give you a hand up. That's what I'm here for. So together, we're gonna help your kids do great. That is what God, I think, wants for all of us. Think about it. What would life look like if we actually tried to help one another be successful? And I don't mean just verbally. We say it. We know the right things to say. That's <laughs> We know this stuff. But what if we really did it? What if we really supported each other in that way? As opposed to being in competition with each other. As opposed to, ah, I don't know, feeling like if I praise you, then that somehow puts me down. What if we were in each other's circle? It would change the face of our country, of our world. That is what God is calling, expecting, demanding of us, Joe Blow Christians. If we are responding and acting like the world, what good are we? God wants us to stand confidently, courageously in who he's made us to be. So that when we go through those things, all things that work together and we don't quite understand it, we want to run away from it. When we go through those things, we can go through them and confidence that this too shall pass God's going to take me through it God what are you teaching me what are you trying to get me to learn you know I used to just hold my breath I may have shared this before I used to just hold my breath and just wait for things to be done just going to wait for it to pass the bad thing about that is I never learned from it So then God had to take me back through it again. What if instead of holding our breath until the difficult things were over, we actually allowed ourselves to feel? I hate that word. Oh my gosh, hate it. My husband used to always ask me, honey, how do you feel? And I would tell him what I thought. And he said, I didn't ask you what you thought. I asked you, how do you feel? And I had to learn that there was a difference. (laughs) But God had to teach me that if I allow you, BJ, to go through difficult times, if I have you going, living in plastic bags right now, if I have you floating from home to home, not knowing where to lay your head, I need you to feel it. I need you to understand it. I need you to know that I love you, even while you're going through it. There's something to feeling that's necessary for growth. Rosa needed to feel that moment of what would my husband think about me and the pain that came along with it so that God could bring about a deep restorative healing that needed to take place guys we all have we all have hurting places and those hurting places are usually the places we hide we cover it up it's buried deep 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 down in the darkness be courageous enough this week let's dig them up let's bring them before God say God I'm just gonna bear my soul I'm bringing before you all those things I've been afraid to bring before you I've been afraid of how much it's gonna hurt. I've been afraid of how ugly it's going to be viewed. I've been afraid that it's gonna take me out if I acknowledge that it's here. If we can all bring that, dig it up, bring it forward, God can bring about the healing that he truly wants for us. Then we can live the life that God is calling us to. Remember that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Not those who love him perfectly, because we'll never be that. I thank God that he accepts the love that we have to give while he calls us to a greater love. As you go through this week, remember no matter how hard it is, God's there. No matter how good it is, God is there. Because he works for the good of all who love him. Hold on to that, guys. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guest this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.